It's Mind of the Modern Man podcast, episode 11. John and I promised you in episode 10 that we'd be back to talk about the trailer of episode 9 from Star Wars when it dropped, and it did drop three days after we recorded that podcast, just as we thought it might. Well, we're back, as we promised. It's been a few weeks. We've had the ability to watch it a million times and write down notes and really talk about it. John went away on a little vacation. We haven't talked in a week. But now we're back, we're on the podcast, and we're going to talk about all the things that we saw in this two minutes. We're going to talk for 30 minutes in something that took only two minutes to watch. So that's what we're going to do. Let's get into it. Let's get into the mind of the modern man. Let's go. Okay, John, episode nine has a title. <laughs> it's got a title. Um, do you want to, and, and that's at the end of the trailer, but do you want to talk about that first? Let's just let's just say that we are doing the tra- we're going to talk about the trailer from The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. The Rise of Skywalker. That's good. I kind of did the Emperor and you kind of did like Snoke. Yeah, it was kind of more of a Snoke kind of thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was good. That was good. So, uh-huh. I mean, let's just start this thing off. Let's start. So, it starts we got the well, first of all, I guess we should start we were watching it on the live stream of uh, Star Wars Celebration, you in California, me in Connecticut, but we both got to watch the live stream of it, hoping, praying that somewhere this trailer was going to come from. And in the last literal minutes of the uh, assigned time for this, J.J. Abrams said, do you guys want to see a teaser trailer? And everyone erupted. And I don't know about you. Right. And I don't know about you, but in my office, I kind of yelled and everyone wanted to know what the hell was going on. (laughs) I think you told me too. You're like, it's on prepare. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, it starts, it starts with the black screen and all we hear is breathing. Yep. And it's the same breathing that, you know, you know, it's uh, Last Jedi started with Ray's breathing. Yep. And then the teaser trailer for The Force Awakens was actually Finn. Remember Finn like popped up in his stormtrooper oh, uniform yeah. without the helmet and and was just like, <gasps> so there was breathing in all three of these. That's right. I forgot about that. That's yeah. a good, that's yeah. a good recall but if there. You, thank you. I, I went back and I watched The Last Jedi Um and the breathing is frantic because if you remember, it's when she starts like all the pebbles start shaking and she like fell down and is yeah. like a very panicked breathing. This like, one kind of starts that way. Yeah. But then changes over to her controlling it. Like she takes control of the breathing and centers herself. Very Zen, very yoga, very Jedi. Yeah. I didn't put that together. Yeah. She's centering and it looks like she had to haul ass to get there. Or whatever to run to that point, or I don't know. Was it you know? There's that, or it could be she was just she's like, okay, all right, this is it. You know, there's a gigantic tie, whatever that is, coming right at me, yeah. <laughs> and I'm getting nervous, but I'm going to use my Jedi skills, which she must have honed because they said in the Star Wars celebration that this is not immediately following the last Jedi, that there's been time, which is smart. And th- yeah. And I think that was the only unforeseen mistake in planning to start last Jedi where they did, right. where, you know, like it picks up right there. Um, but right. yeah. Yeah. So I think giving it time also says that everybody has developed things have 
happened since the last movie, which is which is important. It's good. And, and then we go right into dialogue. The same, you know, the Force Awakens started with Snoke doing the dialogue. There has been an awakening, you know, that oh, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, and then Luke started it with um, The Last Jedi. It was Luke saying, breathe, you know, so he had kind of that kind of dialogue going through. And then here it is again, Luke, with having his narration, and he says, We've passed on all we know. And there's that we thing and again. Th- yeah, I bumped on that too, man. They yeah. said we. So obviously he's talking about the Jedi, or is he talking about him and Han and Leia who have worked with Rey, you know, since they found her. Um, I don't know. I like to think that it's him and Yoda and Obi-Wan. I mean, can you imagine if all of a sudden we saw Ewan McGregor, ghost yeah. Ewan McGregor? I mean, like, that's what that's what I took the, the we to mean. You know, it's like, or, or Yoda is there with, with him, but that would be weird to introduce yeah. Yoda to her if she hasn't, I don't know. Maybe that's what's happening in this span between The Last Jedi and this new movie is that you got... Luke being like, so there's a friend of mine. I want to introduce you. You know, he's kind of green and small. I think you're going to like him. This is, there he is. Now, listen, he talks weird. Don't point that out. He's nah. very sensitive to this. <laughs> the voice happened today, we were actually... at the end of the sentence. You get used to it. No more training do you require. Already know you. That which you need. My kids all morning today kept asking me, how would Yoda say, and they would say something like, how would Yoda say it's windy outside? And I say, mm, outside, uh, windy it is. And they're like, ah, how would he say this lamp is pretty? Mm, pretty this lamp is. And they'd be like, ah, how would he say hot dogs? And I would just go, um, Hot dogs. <laughs> I said, it's not a different language. She just says things backwards. Yeah. yeah. You need a verb, kids. But it was funny. It, it was funny. You know, so we've passed on all we know. Uh, you know, that that's exciting. That's <laughs> We know now, I mean, obviously, you know, Luke passed away. Luke died and became one of the, or they don't call it dying for Jedis. They call it became one of the force. Right. Uh, so he became one with the force at the end of The Last Jedi, yeah. but he's still here guiding Rey, which is fantastic. Now, right. a lot of these voiceovers weren't actually used in the movies. You know, parts of it may have been used, but this long narration of a voiceover isn't. So this could be just done for the trailer, or it could be a conversation he actually has with Rey, or it yeah. could be just Rey hearing him. Like, I don't know. Well, didn't they do that with uh, The Force Awakening, where uh, they had Luke... That was the one where Luke was talking, right? And he's, that's where he's like, "My family is strong in the Force. Like I have it." Didn't where where was that used? Yes, that was you. I, I, that was used in a teaser. That was never actually in a movie. They used other lines from different movies. I think. Which movie was that for though? Was that Last Jedi or was that Awakening? Or Awakening? I think that was the Force Awakens. Yeah. Okay. So not, yeah, not so the Robin Williams movie Awakenings. They used a, a line. Are we sure that that dialogue isn't in the Last Jedi? That he just said, we've passed on all we know. Yeah, because he wasn't really training her. He, he never said, did. you know, it's your, you know. It was well, kind of like I mean, he did it really quick, and then she, and then she threatened him, and then he tried to burn down a tree. Oh well, yeah. And, and then, then they, and then Yoda burned down the tree, and Luke's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Like, don't worry, the girl already stole the books. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> As he finishes that line, uh, 
the camera pans down a little bit and Ray reaches for Luke's lightsaber, which right. was destroyed in The Last Jedi. But now here it is again with this cool little band around the middle of it. Yeah, which is very cool. And then that, yeah, that little black yeah, band is where it was fixed, we assume. So this was Anakin's lightsaber. Yep. And now, th- and then it was Luke's lightsaber. Right. And then yeah, he lost it became, it. and now it's, now it's Ray's lightsaber. And we can't forget that it, it called to her, you know, that it had that moment where right. it called out to her to belong to her now. Right. Now, the very next line that Luke says in the narration is, A thousand generations live in you now. And I'm like, I know I've heard that somewhere before. So I went back and I, I was watching some of clips from A New Hope and I yeah. found it. And it's actually when uh, Luke first goes to Ben Kenobi's little hut on oh, yeah? Tatooine and he hands him the lightsaber. Um, he hands him, this is your father's lightsaber. For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the old Republic. And so now it's carried through. I mean, the the writing of this is pulling, even this the two minutes that we just watched this trailer yeah. has pulled so much history into it. Um, it's it's exciting to me. Which, I think that's pretty it cool. Which has to. I mean, that we, again, like this is the end of the Skywalker saga. So it's got to right. reference everything that happened. You can't just throw in like new characters and say, all right, go on, do your thing no matter what. Like it's, it's part of this, it's part nine. Like, you know, that we're not right. And it sounds like they are paying homage to that in what, you know, in that over, in that narration that happens there, the thousand generations now, right. You. Um, so, you know, now it's over, you know, a thousand generations now live in you, which is for us, what they're saying is you're now a Jedi kid. Right. So essentially like, she, like she is, is now, she is now Jedi. a full force Jedi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, she's the last Jedi. She, she, Absolutely. And then talking about paying homage, they pan down and she ignites the lightsaber and has it down next to her side, but still strapped to her hip is that blaster that Han gave her in uh, Force Awakens. Yeah. So it's like, here's Luke and Han right here together via their weapon. But it's this nice little moment. Yeah. Be nice if we got to see them together on the screen, but you know, it's not going to Oh, that would have been nice. But then, then you hear... That sound, that TIE fighter distinctive sound that to me just totally sounds like the TIE fighters coming in at you when you're in the Death Star Trench. You know, that same sound they used in A New Hope, that same sound they used in Return of the Jedi. It's that same barreling down on you TIE fighter sound. It's supposed to be scary. And it's, it's, it is. I think it's scary. <laughs> and he says the words, but this is your fight. Yeah. So even though this sound harkens us back to battles that Luke himself were in, all of it is gone now. Right. He's gone. Han's gone. You know, Darth Vader's gone. All of them are gone. And now this is her fight. So it sounds like they're alluding. Uh, and, and maybe this is a larger discussion, but we'll have to have actually, uh, it's, it's all what we think is going to happen, you know, whether Ray is truly a no one or they're going to retcon for lack of a better term, what happened or what Kylo Ren said in the previous movie and actually make her part of the star, uh, Skywalker line. They're filthy junk traders. 
sold you off for drinking money. The dead in a pauper's grave in the Jakku Desert. People keep bringing that up, that, well, Ryan already told us all that he, she's no one. She's from a junker. She's no one. Yeah. But at the same time, the bad guy lied. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Headlines. <laughs> yeah. You, you trusted know, like, a like bad that's guy? That's very easily explained. And it's not a retcon. I mean, Ryan Johnson could very much have been writing it that Ben doesn't know who her parents are, but he's using this because he's trying to coerce her into teaming with him. Giving him I mean, too much credit. If, if he... if. If he had the lines, he would have said, join me and together we can rule the galaxy. Right. Like, that's what he said. But he didn't say that. No, he said it in so but, many but, words. But he... Ray, I want you to join me. We can rule together and bring a new order to the galaxy. Don't do this, man. Right. And so he was telling her, you know, the line that he was using, they're no one, they're nothing. Right. And... That that's kind of it could be very well like this is part of my coercion. This is part of me trying to get in your head. But yeah. Who knows? I mean, I, I would be happy if she's Skywalker. If she is a Skywalker. Great. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm happy with it. And if she's not, that's fine, too. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm not tied to either of them, you know, but I think that we'll get co hopefully confirmation of that in this last movie. Just let us know one way yeah. or another. That'd be great. You know, it's just part yeah, of the I mean, story. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice. And and then the title screen comes up and it says, every generation has a legend. Right. Which we've seen before. Yeah, that's from, they used that in the trailer for um, for the Phantom Menace. And it's and it's from that right. scene where you see the, the Gungans emerging from the fog in that trailer. And then it's, it, it goes to young Anakin. So Anakin was the legend of that generation. Luke was the legend of that generation and now here is Ray. Yeah. The yeah, and the generate the legend of this generation. It was such a nice call. I mean, it's a very nice play back to Phantom Menace. Yeah, um I'm I glad agree. that it, it wasn't a play back to Jar Jar. Yeah. <laughs> it's a play back to you know, it's JJ truly saying, Hey, I'm a super fan. I get this. Every generation has its mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we're on the sand planet. It could be Tatooine. It could Don't be Jakku. So. Don't think so. It I could be new. something totally different. Yeah. They could be in Montana. We don't know. <laughs> Montana doesn't look like this. Um, <laughs> but they have those bluffs. You know, they have all the... But then, that you know, Beauts. it comes shooting down. Um, and they we get a focus of... Uh, the gloves on the controls. Yeah. And that's gotta be Kylo Ren. To me, yeah. And I think to me, it's right back to Darth Vader's gloves working the controls in the trenches. He's about to shoot Luke. Yeah. It was a familiar shot, it's, which is cool. Yeah. And it's gotta be Kylo Ren in that little ship. It looks very much like the one he was flying um, at other times in the show, yeah. uh, at other times in the movie franchise. So I, I, if it's not him, and then my whole thing is, is this actually happening or is this some kind of like force vision, which Ray has? I don't know. No, no, they can't do that. Please, please. No, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't and, do and then that scene ends with her running, sprinting through the, the, the sand, the sand kicking up behind her, the lightsaber lit as she runs and the, the ship, which does not fire on her. That's why it's got any be, weaponry go. It's got to be Kylo Ren. Like he wouldn't shoot her like that. And she and she just goes up and over with this like N Natalie Comedici 
gymnastic <laughs> flip. <laughs> Which is cool. And I, I admit, when I saw that the first time, I was like, oh, that's cool. So you now know? the music kicks in and we have the master John Williams say, I am now going to play with all of your emotions and I'm going to have this movie. Now, most of the other movies, I watched the trailers back and they all kind of play on that. This one, they decided we're going to do something different and they go right for the heart and they do a version of Leia's theme. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. No, like that's, right there. The the music just hits you. It swelled perfectly. Ah, and, and just and, and I mean, and it's Leia, and then it's good. We see this random ship flying into some random planet, which makes me think you only have two minutes for a teaser. Why are you showing me this? This has to mean something. Well, it's interesting, and 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 I'll admit, I you know, I also did some digging online for stuff. Um, the back of this ship that's flying into that new planet looks eerily similar to the one that flew away from young Ray when she was left behind on Jakku. Oh, come on. Really? Somebody did a freeze frame side by side. You have to look it up on the online or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll find that. We'll put a picture on the website of it. Yeah. We'll see if we can find that. But yeah. And the other thing that I looked at is that, um, this city that it's flying into in the mountains here has a couple of things that at first look like the Eiffel Tower, but then it actually, I think it's supposed to be remnant remnants or could be similar to those Jedi temples like we saw in Rogue One, where they're at one end of oh, the yeah. city, and then the city kind of opens up in front of it like that. So uh, who knows? You know, or this could be a flashback yeah. like like you were saying to... Raise parents. I don't know. I hope. I it, normally they don't do a lot of flashbacks as part of the um, the Star Wars. You know, it's not in the tool set, so to say. Um, it was in this right. in, in, in the tool set for Last Jedi, but um, then we saw two different versions of a flashback, so we're not sure which one it was. But yeah, so this this and could both be that. of them pissed you off. So hope. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing. Maybe I should talk about that for a second. Um, like you know. Before we go on, how did you feel right after this thing wrapped and you saw it the first time? How did you feel? Excited and energetic. But yeah. I was excited before it came. I was excited before it came on. It it totally satisfied me. Like it yeah. satisfied me and just left my jaw on the ground and I thought it was fantastic. I'm yeah. pumped. Same thing for me. Like I, I felt like this welling up of wow, like this is what it's like and it kind of brings back that feeling and you know, it's like the band is back together and all that stuff and everything looks cool. And then I was hit by this wave of, <laughs> of being pissed off. <laughs> I was like, I, I went from elation. Then I all of a sudden I got like pissed. I'm like, the hell? <laughs> like, what? Why is it back? Why couldn't they figure this out? I don't know. I, and I know that that's like, you know, to go on to the <laughs> other thing. But this is what it is. Um, fan service. Sequels. Yeah. Sequels are for the fans, period. And if so is J.J. Abrams. If you're a fan of a movie, you go to see the sequels. If you make a right. sequel that is not for the fans, you're doing them a disservice. This feels right. like a sequel. The last one did not. So in that sense, it really brought everything around. I think that that was that's the essence of a sequel. That's the essence of a, um, you know, of a series of movies of a saga. 
is that you treat the fans to it. So to hear Ryan, Ryan Johnson say, I didn't do it for the fans, or this is not for the fans, he's doing it incorrectly. <laughs> that really stuck in your craw, man. You brought that but, up twice in a row now. Yeah, that's, so, that's killing you. So that's why when I saw this movie, I got elated, and then I got angry. I'm like, yes, this is what it's supposed to be like. And, and there's that feeling of being tricked that you don't want to have as a fan. You know, you don't want to feel like you're being tricked, led down the primrose path, and then like, here, this is what you should like. It's like, don't tell me what I should like. Yeah. You know, it's it should be In simple. JJ, we trust. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I was In, elated and then I got angry. We can continue now. <laughs> what are you now? Cautiously hopeful. All right, I like it. Yeah. So we're, we're in, we get into the woods. The woods are all a red, uh, kind of like they were on um, that snow planet that we were in in The Force Awakens. Remember, everything was red yep. in that planet. Now we're back there in the fire. The forest is all red again, and Kylo Ren's going all kinds of crazy Game of Thrones on everyone um, cool. and picks up some unknown fighter of some kind on, like, the hilt of his lightsaber <laughs> and slams badass. him to the ground. <laughs> that was that was badass. Now that thing didn't have a uniform on, so it's not he's not fighting necessarily someone, you know, of a rebellion army or anything like that. It's just uh it's almost it's almost Ewokian. It's like a really big Ewok. Uh, yeah, so it's some to, kind of native, I think. It's hard to see. I mean, the, uh, yeah, they're uh, yeah. It looks like they're going to some planet and they're defending the the people of that planet and yeah, and yeah. this is like an all-out. And he's assault. fighting, and he's got his he's got his hair flailing in the wind. But then we see somebody <laughs> um, reconstructing his helmet that he smashed to pieces in um, the Last Jedi. Again, J.J. Abrams fici- fixing yeah. the problems of Ryan Johnson, <laughs> literally piecing um, things back together. Yeah, and those hands. But it's got like this pair of fuzzy hands is like fuzzy. soldering it back together with. With all these kinds of cool red lines on it, yeah. Um, so that will be fun to see him in that again. Uh, that yeah. way, he the character can stay at Disney World, uh, yeah. Because without the mask, <laughs> they, they can't do it. I know. They're like, no, the mask was cool. We're bringing back the mask. The mask is cool. Then we finally see our first shots of Finn and Poe, kind of yeah. standing there like Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, yeah. out there on the uh, <laughs> the cliffs of the desert, um, yeah. looking around. Um, and, Which is the uh, same planet that we saw in the beginning. And we see quick, we see BB-8 and uh, the new droid named Dio. Yep. Um, it seems like every movie we have to have some kind of little toy that kids are going to love. Yep. So we had BB-8 in The Force Awakens. We had the Porgs in The Last Jedi. And now we have this little Dio that kind of looks like a dog yeah. um, thing. Uh, and, then, and then we see finally, for the first time, the Millennium Falcon. With Chewbacca in his co-pilot seat, and in the pilot seat, welcome back, Lendo Calrissian. Yeah, and then yeah. If, did you notice that uh, he's wearing that same uh, yellow shirt that uh, Donald Glover was wearing when he played the character in Solo? In Solo, yeah, yeah, I like that. Well, I have a picture. I did a side by side. We'll put it on the website too okay. um, to show the two outfits. But to, to me, it looks like. Do you remember at all? There was an episode of the Cosby Show where uh, Theo wanted a Gordon Gartrell shirt, 
and his sister Denise decided she could make him one instead of him spending all the money for it. And she made the most hideous looking yellow and blue shirt. Um, and I, I'm going to have to find a picture of that. There's got to be a picture somewhere that I'll put on the website too, next to the Lando pictures, but I'm pretty sure that Lando is wearing the Gordon Gartrell shirt from the Cosby show. I think it, I think it is happening. That is what you call um, a double and, homage. And, and Lando does a laugh. He does a great laugh, almost kind of like, remember Return of the Jedi when they, they they blow up the middle of it because they haven't figured out in three movies that you can't have a ship size hole that leads directly to your reactor core. Uh, so this Millennium Falcon shoots it, blows it up, and gets out of there just in time before the thing blows up. And Lando gives this great yell, um, very, very much reticent to... Um, a reminiscence to what we're looking to here. Um, and then we get the um, the line on the screen, the saga comes to an end, which is interesting. I went back and looked, and in The Phantom Menace, the screen said, every saga has a beginning. Cool. Yeah. Tied so it's up. nice bookends. Yeah, I like that. I like that. We see sand skiffs flying through the thing with these flying troopers with like backpack flying things. Yeah, at first they looked like Harry Potter broomsticks to me, the way that they were, it looked like they were holding on to like They <laughs> did. I think so, it's a Star Wars Quidditch match. It's a Quidditch match, exactly, just to play with Star Wars people. But I think they're in back, which we always wanted to be, the only person we've ever seen do this is Boba Fett. Yeah. And it was so, like the weakest thing ever because he kind of just got hit and then like flew sideways into the side of Jabba's sail barge. All right, all right, so the skiffs. If you look at all three movies, this is the part in the trailer where in The Force Awakens, the uh, X-Wings come flying across, like the big just armada of X-Wings comes flying across the lake yeah, in attack. And then in The um, Last Jedi, it's all those broken down crater fighters on the sand, the salt of crate and now we're just down to like sand skiffs so it's really like where the rebellion has come from to where it is now yeah uh, they're they've these are obviously borrowed they had to borrow these uh, to or, get away. or liberated yeah. liberated but yeah. but i'm saying like you know like it wasn't it wasn't just an absolute you know armada of ships yeah. and then down to whatever they could find and now they're down to like a stolen you know, Sanskiff with Poe and Finn and poor C-3PO, who just never looks like he's having a good time. We seem to be made to suffer. It's our lot in life. <laughs> um, you know, he, he always feels very put upon. What I like about this is that it screams adventure, you know, and now I feel like we're seeing yeah. the Poe that was started. And now we're seeing him and Finn working together. Their chemistry in that first movie was fantastic. And that was, uh, I think, a yeah, it's big Butch miss. Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah, yeah big I'm miss with you. That chemistry movie. was fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. it's cool no, to see them it. together. And now, uh, and then we go to a close-up of, uh, what I assume, are Leia's hands holding the medal from A New Hope. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. They're um, doing a lot with... They're they're using artifacts to tie things back. You know, you're not seeing those relationships as as we liked, but they're they're showing us artifacts, which I guess is that is that fan service. Yeah. And J.J. Abrams said that they used they didn't reshoot obviously scenes with Carrie Fisher since she had died before they filmed this movie, but they were using footage they weren't able to use during um, the Force Awakens. That very much could have been a scene of Leia mourning Han. 
after we find out that Han was killed. Yeah, maybe um, he kept you know, that. So, and, yeah, and then all the fans are probably excited that maybe she'll give it to Chewbacca so he can finally get one. <laughs> Supposedly he did get one. We just didn't see it. It's always been fan lore that, you know, they get there and they put it over Luke's head, they put it over Han's head, and then there's Chewbacca like, well, what the hell, man? <laughs> That's I'm what right he here. Yells. <laughs> I did just as much as everyone else. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and then Leia gives a nice hug to Ray, and we hear the lines, We'll always be with you. Which, in my opinion, is J.J. talking to Carrie Fisher and not necessarily Princess Leia. You know, a nice little, just a nice little thing. And then, and then we pull back and we see all of our heroes together walking across, you know, a meadowy looking area, it's but it's uh, Ray and Finn and Poe and C-3PO and BB-8 and Dio and Chewbacca all together in a shot for the first time in this whole trilogy. Yeah. A very good play. Very smart. Now this is, a, if you pause it here and look at it, you look at Ray's costume and Ray's costume is very reminiscent of um, the costumes that she's worn in the last three movies, but there's two things I wanted to point out to you. The first one is this one. She has no sleeves, but she has this armband yeah. um, on one of her arms. And I'm like, I know I've seen that before. So I went and I looked. And if you look in attack of the clones, Padme with a scene where she's in like the Geonosis arena has on that white outfit and she has the same armband. Yeah. Good call. Um, the same looking armband, and and Ray's outfit is just as stark white as Padma's is Padme's was, and so I started thinking about that. So in the Force Awakens, Ray was kind of an unknown, and she's in like this dirty light gray tunic. Then in the Last Jedi, she's trying very hard. The dark side is very hard trying to pull her towards the dark side, and she's in like this dark gray tunic and now here she is now here she is and she's um been told by luke we've given you everything you have a thousand generations live in you meaning you are now one of us you're a jedi and her outfit is bright white yeah it's cool she is the light the gray in uh, the last jedi could be that she is between the light and the dark at that point and i thought that that was a good right. choice i think that that's very true yeah, and now she's um, gone to the so light our, side. Very much so. Very much like here I am, like Gandalf the Gandalf the White, yeah. like bright, powerful, you know. And I think that 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 costume, even though it looks the same as everything else, with that cross piece on the top, and but now it's kind of much more badass, and it's it's bright white. It's I am the light. I am going to be the hero of this. I am the hero of this generation. And if you compare it. If you compare it to like the first, you know, it still has that cross in front and the, and that belt that looks like it's a similar shape for her, but, right. but yeah, now it's right. white and it looks like there's a hood in the back. So she might have that Jedi hood. So yeah. she puts that thing on. I think that'd be pretty badass. That will be badass, especially if she does it and then lights the lightsaber in front of her face. Yeah. Uh-huh. That would be very cool. But uh, we'll put pictures of this on the website, too. Go over to mindamodernman.com. We'll put pictures up with her next to Padme and her and all her three costumes so you can kind of see the progression there. The, the heroes walk across this meadow. They come to a cliff with the sea. And at first, you're just looking, oh, that's a pretty cool vista. And then all of a sudden, you notice what is actually there in the water. That's no moon. It's 
And it's the remnants of the Death Star. Did you catch that the first time you saw it, or did it take a second? Yeah. No, I mean, it took me a second, because at first I'm like, look, you know, I kind of like panned up to it, I guess, from where I was looking. Yeah. But I was looking at the cliff and the water, and then all of a sudden, like, hold on, what's that big thing? Is it a Star Destroyer? But then it's very easy to see the very classic, you know, the, the, the trademark of the Death Star of that center circle. Right. Yeah, it took me a second. Awesome. So where are we then? Yeah. Where did this thing crash? Is this the first one or the second one? It's got to be the second one because of what <laughs> we hear next. Right. Luke says, no one's ever really gone. Yeah. And then the piece of the trailer that truly got me to write, I can't even say it on the podcast, will be marked as explicit, but write many things to you on the chat that we were uh, chatting <laughs> in, That I, that's the moment that I think sealed the excitement of this trailer for anyone who was watching it. And that was the laughter of the emperor. (laughs) Yeah. Which is, but yeah. And that's cool. And that's, that's JJ saying this is for the fans, you know, like, and like, yes, he died. So that's a huge problem, but you know, for but that's why you want to go see it. You're like, wait a minute, I thought he died, and that's that's a great but the hook. thing, right? But did you didn't see him die, right? Yeah, and that's that's what causes all that speculation. And then you go back and you're like, well, there was all this wind and noise that came up, but you know, we don't know for certain that he died. No one, right? It's it's not like Snoke dying like that. Yeah, he's dead. There's well, no. I mean, JJ, it was it was. Interesting, at the beginning of the celebration, you know, he said, well, this is our heroes are all going to band together in this one. And it's kind of an adventure movie. And they are going to have to face the grandest evil. Yeah. Now, we had Snoke, we had Kylo Ren, but you wonder, what is the grandest evil? What does that mean? And we find that out. We find that out with this one little sound clip that in some way, the freaking emperor's back. Or he never was gone. Yeah. And there's uh, and there's a couple different reactions that that I had at first. You know, it's like, wow, this is going to be great. I can't wait to see this. And then it's like, but wait, I thought that's what they did in the original three movies. So it kind of takes away that heroic, you know, conquest. But, you know, I guess they also stopped Darth Vader. So this is like, okay, something kept going. And, you know, and then it then it became intriguing at that point. What's going on? What's the story that we want to hear? So, so think about it from Return of the Jedi to The Force Awakens. They actually didn't stop the Empire. The Empire became the First Order, which by the time we get to the rise of Skywalker is much more powerful than the Rebellion is. Well, they've decimated it. Yeah, they've decimated the right. Rebellion. And so, or the Resistance, as so, it's called now. You know, like we said, they're all dancing around in Ewok Village with the lights, you know, the the little music, the great song and the fireworks happening all over the place. But that wasn't the end, obviously. I mean, the the rebellion, the empire evolved into the first order and the rebellion resistance was sent running underground again. Yeah. And then we're kind of like back to where we started. And so how does that have that power? Where does Snoke come from? All these things. The fact that the emperor could have still been playing a role in this in some way is actually very 
interesting. It's a very interesting way to do it. And, you know, it could just be a cackle that you hear in the past. And, and, you know, when we were watching it, a lot of people, their initial thought was that that was Luke laughing um, or that it was something else. (laughs) Who said that? I didn't hear that. But then it became very evident that Uh because if you watch, we were watching the the celebration, um, I missed it. I actually was rewinding it to watch the trailer again, but then you told me what happened after they aired the trailer at the celebration and that kind (laughs) of, you know, cemented it for me. Yeah. I kept watching and that's when, um, uh, Ian McDermott walked out on stage and that was a cool, very, very cool, like fan moment right there where the entire, I don't know what you want to call it arena, but the, the space in which they, they show the trailer at the Comic-Con was just erupting in cheers. And, and right. Ian couldn't even get it. He couldn't even say his line. He kept laughing. And I think it's, that's that joy, you know, that I think that it brings to everybody, the joy of this story. And then, and then he finally got oh. out of his mouth. So good. Right. So good. <laughs> so good. All right. So we are, we're, we're, it's going to be, it's going to be May uh, in the next couple days. <laughs> By the time this podcast is up, it will be May. We'll have passed um, International Star Wars Day and let the May, May the 4th be with you. Um, but that puts us seven months out from this movie. Yep. John, now that you've seen it, now that we've talked about it and dissected a two-minute trailer into 40 minutes of conversation, <laughs> are you going opening night? No. No. I'll Not go enough op- yet to get you. Yeah, I'll go opening weekend, I'm sure. Well, you're going to have, you'll have the kids, right? So your oldest is, your older is definitely going to go see it in the theater with you, right? Yeah, the older guys, we might, I might take them, I'll probably take them both. Yeah, we'll probably see it as a family. Yeah. So, um, so that but, changes things a little bit than like waiting in line at 11 o'clock at night to go see it. Yeah, but again, I'm cautiously optimistic. You know, I'm like, cool, I will go to see it. I love The Force Awakens. This feels like part two of The Force Awakens. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm good. I'm feeling good. Well, what about you? So you just listened to this for 45 minutes. Tell us what you think of this trailer. Are you excited for episode nine? Are you a little bit apprehensive? Are you like John where you're saying, nah, nah, you hurt me with episode eight. You got to prove to me more than this. You better buy me something nice and treat me pretty. Um, That's what they want with episode nine. Or are you just like all in? Give me, take my money, surprise me, give me everything you can, J.J. Abrams, because this is the last of the saga and we're excited about it. Let us know in the comments on our website. Let us know. Um, and of course, if you're listening to this on iTunes, the best thing you can do for us to be able to do this a little bit more is to go ahead and rate us um, a little five star and subscribe. We'd love that. But again, we want to thank you for listening. John, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you to J.J. Abrams. Thank you to George Lucas for starting this whole thing a lifetime ago for us as my grandfather always says you do nice work not much but what you do is quality so long 